What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jax Jones and Martin Warner Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are loving it so far. It means a lot. Obviously, one of the reasons why we do this show is just we really enjoy chatting about different topics, life, business and art. And, um, you know, in a bromance way, we find each other thoroughly interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's vain? Do you think that's vain, bro? No, I think it's honest. It's pretty narcissistic. We're like, do you know what? We find each other so interesting. We want everyone to listen in on it. (laughs) I, I think I think everyone's busy. And everyone gets to choose how they spend their time. And if they care about their life, they only spend their time <laughs> with purpose, right? <laughs> and and, and what, we wouldn't do it, right, if we didn't love what we do and we didn't love our conversation. True. I mean, I'm pretty depressed right now because I've tested positive for coronavirus. And just to let everyone know, I am alone. We're recording this separately. Um, but, you know, I need cheering up. And it's, it's worse because I'm just hearing my daughter playing outside. I'm like being basically dungeoned in a room in my house and i could just hear my daughter playing outside I, it's actually killing me i'm just like oh my god she's like learning all this new stuff and i just can't even be a part of it i didn't realize how much i just love being a dad it's uh, like yeah i think i love it more than making music man oh i i i, I wholeheartedly agree with you you know 15 kids later i just love it I just, I um, <laughs> you got some powerful sperms. <laughs> no, no, three kids later. You, three. Do you know what the world record? I think something like for the most amount of kids is like 150 kids or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, is, is that? I think that. Have I just? Am I just talking shit? Hold on. Listen, you oh, might well, you might be talking shit, but I got to tell you, who the hell cares? That's ridiculous, right? Uh, that's just that's just insane. Sitting up, dude. I doubled it. It's 69 children. This guy. Fedor Vasilyev had 69 kids with his wife, Valentina Vasilyev, across 27 births between 1725 and 1765. I, I think there's something in that number that could have prevented that happening. I really do. <laughs> Maybe. But I mean, it just got me thinking, man. Like, I don't know. I would say, although I've said I was depressed right now, I'm, I, I'm kind of at a place where... I'm thinking about more about how I use my time, especially now, like where I know everyone had this effect where the the, the pandemic's kind of made everyone slow down and people are evaluating what they do. And then now they've come out of the pandemic, people are rushing to go out and then feeling this kind of overwhelm. And I just feel like I'm questioning what I actually want to do with my time. And like one of the reasons I wanted to become successful is because you could control time. But now I feel conflicted between the pressure of chasing a career and actually sometimes I just want to hang out all day and do swings with my kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's tricky, man. You ever felt like that? Yeah, I have. But I think everyone has. And and I I think that if we we talk about, you know, this subject of finding purpose and or, or... well, understanding how do you get um, on a track that makes you happy, that fulfills all the things that you're going through uh, is kind of an adaptable um, platform that you can say, look, I'm doing five things, but as I get older, they may adapt. And you use these skills to almost like a health check to to evaluate in your purpose in life, right? I think that that, whatever words or taxonomy you put around it, everyone's going through the same thing. Some people say it's about balancing life, balancing priorities, which you might say is balancing activities or balancing focus areas. They all come back to this thing, and that's there's 24 hours in, in the clock that we use, um, and that's it. And you've got one life to lead, and you've got to decide, you know, what are your goals? Yeah, how do you spend your time? Uh, what's important to you? And, and that changes all the time. So it's not a question of, in my in my opinion, I'll talk about mine in a minute, but when I hear you say that, I think, I empathize and I also say it's an opportunity. Maybe I'm a half glass full guy, right? And I am for yeah. sure. Is It's not that you have to worry about spending uh, or, or, or say, is this right that I feel guilty that I want to spend time on the swings with my kid versus making money or making music or whatever. It's a question of what's important to you right now? What do you think is going to bring you long-term happiness? And what's the plan to do this? So how do you get to do a piece of it all? Because no one has everything. And then how do you let go of this idea of feeling deficient because you don't get everything you want? Oh my God, that gets me all the time. Yeah, you know, it's like- of course pressure to feel productive all the time or like pressure to feel 
like you're being effective right right all the time but i mean i feel like a lot of people can relate like especially now in my 30 i'm in my 30s now and you see the people that kind of got it together and you see the people some people are struggling to kind of figure it out and i mean do you feel like a lot of people have lost their purpose today or it's harder because they were just influenced by so many things there's a lot of fucking advice i think <laughs> all the time yeah I, I think that the average person doesn't want to triangulate life right they don't want to over evaluate it but unfortunately life's full of ups and downs there are some things you can control and some things you can't and no matter how much you try to take risk out of the equation you're going to be unhappy there's going to be hardship there are mm. going to be health issues and there are going to be changes that affect your emotions, right? Which may give you these big dopamine kicks and then bring you back down, you know, and over, uh, you know, I guess a nod to our, our podcast with, with Anna. But, but my point is in that balancing act, you desire things, you're adding complexity, you're experimenting, things don't always work out. You, you've, you're working with other humans, normally our family, and they have opinions and thoughts and, and feelings. This is you know, the, the trick of life is a constant experiment like so you have to be able to say how do you get above all that and have some world view or macro view of your life to say it's okay that i'm going to find contentment because i believe in what i do that's one thing this, this is by the way how i deal Ooh. with it right the second thing is can i articulate that belief into a set of purposes with clear actions where i can say i get up in the morning and i do this and it makes me happy or I believe mm. I can get some positive or what I call incremental progress. So I can say, you know what? I didn't have a dud day, right? Now, this requires organization. And then I say to myself, if I can't do it all, people think because you make a lot of money and you own a lot of things or you appear to be more successful than the average person, that all of a sudden you've got happiness. And it's just not true. People mistake that all the time, right. man. And it, I think money just makes things a bit more I don't know. Well, it, there's a word that I read. It it, it, it makes things comfortably unhappy. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't want to digress from this one particular point, but I would say that you can give me any social demographic and I'll tell you why they're not happy necessarily. And I'll take one obvious one. The more money you have, let's take billionaires. They suffer with isolation. They suffer with mm. massive isolation because they can't relate to other people's lives. And they can't relate to them because the requests of helping them out, the requests for money, uh, their ability to say, I don't live the life you live. And they're too busy protecting their downside risk. What if I put myself mm. out there? So there are challenges. If you look at Elon Musk and you know, the rich, world's richest man right now, uh, this guy's got all these kids. He travels around. He works really hard. He is doing amazing things in the world, but he's got an enormous complexity challenge. And money can't solve that challenge. That's why apparently he lives in a box, works incredible, crazy hours. And I bet he looks at the same thing as me in some same similar way. What is the progress I made each day? Right. What am I progressing towards a goal that is going to make me fulfilled? If I can't progress everything else, I say to myself, A, it's not perfect and B, I'm willing to sacrifice because sacrifice means that you truly understand where you're deficient and where you can let go. And that 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 is for me. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's 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 almost tranquilizing in as much that I can I can literally strip this this stress that i have when i don't get everything that i want because life doesn't give me i have sickness in the family i can't yeah. click my fingers and change that but what i can do is adjust my purpose in life maybe to spend more time with the family maybe to to, to help out more whatever my purpose is i i take it through a method that just it allows sounds like me the purpose is uh is fluid it's it, it, it I, I think i think i don't know about in your whole lifetime, it's definitely fluid, right? Yeah. Um, if you've got it really, if you are some incredible person that is fulfilled by very little that changes, then you would say it's fairly static for large parts of your life. But I would bet that you live your life like everyone else in chapters. And the more I talk to people, the more I just, in terms of my own sanity, is realize that everyone is living a set of chapters. Yours might be 30, another one's might be 100. But, yeah. but you, so that's your, you're, you're adapting your, 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 your purpose to that. Do you reckon, um, it's funny that you brought up billionaires and stuff. I remember reading that there's a, an economy of scale of happiness in terms of accumulation of wealth, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and I've experienced this anecdotally. You get to your first, I think it's around seventy-five grand. You get your a big kick of wow, I made my, I'm making my first seventy-five grand, and I think the next one is something like a hundred grand. Then it goes your first million, then it's five million, and then the after that it you have to add more millions to get the same kick but obviously it's harder we've discussed this to double your net worth and i remember when i made i remember dude when i made the first time i had 40 grand in my account i was taking fucking screenshots i was <laughs> fucking sending it to my mates i was like fuck <laughs> do you know what i mean and and it just goes to show that money for me anyway doesn't give me it isn't my highest purpose at various points i think at that time it was do you think there's a wealth sweet spot mm-hmm, that's a good question um well like you i've, I've it's like balance I've, I've you gone know through gone. massive transformations um in my life in terms of my career and wealth and and, and trying to figure out you know just because you have it do you go and spend it if you go and spend it do you add complexity if you add complexity are you actually content if what do you mean by complexity it, you can you can add you can you can have you can desire too much so living in different, so as you know, or as a lot of people found out, you know, I live in a few places and just, you you try living two lives in two countries, two full lives. First of all, yeah, yeah. You got, so that's complexity. That's complexity, yeah. right? And and you can get, you think you're getting good at it, but you get good at it by just spending a lot more money at it, right? That's the first thing. <laughs> and then the second thing is that you do it and you say, to yourself, wow, I just love the fact that I see, you know, five different sets of flowers in my garden, in different gardens, but actually I don't spend any time smelling them. So so now now we'll so, so then would you say you're out of balance? Well, what what no, what I'd say is that if we are moving to a world where we have the attention and, and sorry fish, but the attention for uh, as a goldfish, right? Where we're happy in this social media world to take snaps of things and get some kind of immediate gratification, but we don't want some sustained meditative uh, satisfaction. So I would argue if I had one garden and had all these hydrangeas and the wind was blowing and I was listening to the waterfall and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm in paradise, right? Jump in the pool and I'm thinking, who the hell's got this, right? And many people have, right? But you sit there and you think to yourself, this is a great life. And then I get up and I go for a walk, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, eat with the family and that's it. I might watch a movie, I read a book at night and I think to myself, actually, this is my veranda. This is my end life. I don't think I'm adding much more to it. I might change the book I'm reading. I might swim at a different time, right? But I might see my grandchildren don't have any at the moment, but but that's it. Then you get the life of, well, actually, I love that. Take a photo of it. I love it. I might show it to someone and say, yeah, 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 I don't talk about my life much, but I've got a great waterfall. And, 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 you know, four or five times a year I see it and I swim only twice. But by the way, I've got another pool somewhere else and I live in this area and I do this. And, and, and all of a sudden I think to myself, I can't even tell my story to anyone. First of all, people don't relate. And secondly, they're like, is that really enjoyable? Because the truth is, I'm not smelling the flowers. I'm not enjoying it that much. So I'm not saying there's a, a right or wrong way. I think it's different for everyone. And I'm not sure there's a real sweet spot. I think it comes back to, and I think we're going to talk about it more. And that's how do you drive um, a purpose life? Or how do you, yeah, what is a purpose-driven life for someone? And if you can actually reach that level of, contentment and and purpose then i think money is not the factor money is an enabler Mm. right it washes the process right it says okay do you need to shine this up a bit more get better things do you need a slightly bigger house do you need a little more activity in your life but it's not surprising that you can be born into a matriarchal tribe right in the you know in in the indian ocean or 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 the atlantic pacific and they need very little to be content because they were born with a construct before they even knew it of how their life was going to be run. And it was terribly simplistic, but it was fulfilling. We've mm. got so much um, opportunity in front of us. You know, prosperity is up, unemployment is down. If you look mm. at, you know, the stock market but is up 200%. But with that, it's, more, it's too much stuff. It's almost like, because you're, where 50, 30 years ago, you say they encourage you to smell the roses and just build a life for yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whereas now it's like, you, as you say, you've got all this choice and you see... Uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people now where they're like quitting their jobs because they don't have purpose in their job or, you know, they're just trying to like, um, and they don't know how to figure out what to do next. Let's get into it, man. Like, how would you balance it? Do you you have to decide whether you want to analyze it? You ask the question that people feel misguided 
that was your mm. statement. You said people, what do you think is going to happen after the pandemic? Will people, um, you know, question their purpose in life? Are, are, are people going, you might argue, does this lead to mental health? Is it going to lead to further unemployment? Fuck, what happens if we get another pandemic, right? The truth oh, is- I'm not going that far. No, and let's hope not. But, 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 <laughs> but I think there's two things. Everyone must demand of themselves the right to analyze what their purpose in life is otherwise it's going to be a very limiting life because if you think you can stumble through it without any foresight i think that's dangerous you don't walk with your eyes shut right you might get run mm. over you've got to do some thinking i do argue that to do it constantly is hard and it gets into the second thing you have to commit find your passions find the things that you believe in the belief is this thing that sits above the description which is the purpose and if you believe when you don't want to get up and let's say manage your health, you know, I, I'm trying to quit cigars. No one's got a perfect life. I've got a lot of willpower and I haven't been able to crack that. But willpower isn't enough, man. No. So believe, so there's other things. That's where the purpose comes. Like, cause you could, it already runs out. It's not an right. infinite resource. But, but I, but I think though that you, if you are willing to re-examine your purpose in life and find ways to uh, make it hygienic, you know, this gets into motivation or the rest of it, but look at ways to say, look, how do I make my mindset clearer? How do I remove some of this complexity and stuff? Then you've got a chance of adapting through this life. So everyone can get through a bad situation like the pandemic. Everyone can by examining their purpose of life. In my humble opinion. I think, um, I mean, staying on the money thing, if you got, if you're out of what if you so say let's say you focus all your life on a certain thing or you've built up a certain to a certain point in your life and you get to this point where you're trying to figure out what to do let's run through it how would you stack it because you were talking to me the other day about maslow's theory and it kind of blew my mind i enjoyed it can you break it down so maslow's th theory is a theory of motivation right so it it, it talks about a pyramid um, in, and, and there's different summarizations of this pyramid. And as you know, I love a pyramid. I just love a pyramid as a way. <laughs> I think pyramids go out every time we talk. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I could even go into the bathroom. I could put it into a pyramid for you, right? I just, <laughs> I, I, just, just, just pyramids that just fascinate me in terms of just scarcity, priority. You got the uh, wrong inclination. Tattoo. Yeah, I have. And, and but but what I said to you is, is it Maslow. Uh, figured out these these different needs between things that are what they call deficiency factors in being able to motivate and find fulfillment as, as they go into growth factors as you get higher to this thing called realization or actualization or in some of the pyramids it's called transcendence he, you know you can mm. come up with this bloody thing in the 40s right and, and and it became this really hit thing for for management scholars uh, people but it cracks me up that he goes maslow's what is it theory of actualization it's like why couldn't he just say Maslow's theory of what makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. You'd like that because if you it, follow it, this pyramid, it, then it's, it feels <laughs> like it needs a smiley face and it could be one of your songs, right? If it what, what it makes you feel good, right? You'll make a, you'll make a song about it or something. No, but so this is my, I love to do this. I love I, I, all the, all the scholars are listening to this. Like, oh my God, he's so <laughs> simplistic. No, he's what? ridiculing us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up Maslow, innit? He taught, taught me how to be happy. But but Ma Maslow's thing became something that everyone studied, uh, If particularly if they were doing uh, any form of management course. Um, if they were doing personal development, you would have seen it. And if, if it used to be the go-to thing for large corporations. If you went on an internal management course, out came, out came Abraham Maslow's your hierarchy. <laughs> I think it's actually sick, though, because when you were explaining it to me, which I hope you do for the, for the squad listening everyone as you're listening to this just just like listen to it and then and try and feel the weight of each part of the pyramid and you kind of sense where you're out of whack do you know what i mean like start from the bottom what's at the bottom of maslow's pyramid for his for self-actual no what do you call it motivation of human need so yeah. it's a pyramid um the highest level uh, is this thing called transcendence. If you look in simplified pyramids, it will say self-realization or self-actualization. And, and, and I'm going to kind of break that down for you. So he argues in this beautiful, think of the pyramids of Gizeh. Think of it just a very wide pyramid, right? <laughs> right. He argues that as you start out in life, um, there are, you can't grow your life because you're inequipped. 
Right? You don't have all the tools in order to go about scale or growth. You don't. You can't. You can't meet the promised land. You can't have this philosophical debate of, oh my, the thing I want to do is this, because you're concerned with more primitive factors like survival. So if you look Mm -hmm. in a simplified um, pyramid, it says survival needs, safety needs, okay? So the first one is physiological needs. And physiological is at the the primitive level. Are you healthy, right? Mm. Right? Are, are 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 you eating? right mm. um do you have some family structure right can you can you survive okay that's the first one and he argues that um until you can get that level you're deficient in life you won't be able to mm-hmm. begin to think about growth until that's there that's a big fact one right case there. example which would be helpful is to say think about the inequality in life think about what mm. politicians are trying to do between trying to bridge that inequality if there's inequality a lot of people that are born with with less opportunity have no money, have no family unit at home, maybe a single parent, right, born into a bad neighbourhood, think about how they get past the physiological needs. Next level. Safety needs. So once you are alive and ticking and things are going right and you think you've got a bit of sustainability, he focuses on this idea that you're still deficient unless you can make safe what you've got. So I, what do so you mean by safe? Safe. So everything in terms of financial, economic, um, your life so you at home. you got some savings. Your peer, not just money, your peer group. Oh. It's your, okay. your, is your life safe? So Ooh. in other words, so this is all about risk management. This is about saying to yourself, and I'm not talking about if, is your wife going to take all your money in a divorce? <laughs> but, but you know, it, it talks about the fact that, you know, you're healthy right now, but it's the trajectory you're on likely to maintain uh, a, a, a good sustainable level of safety so are you going to lose your money are you going to destroy your home right have you <laughs> decided you're going to go and rob a bank right are you ultimately safe is your environment going to allow you to be safe and, he, and again he argues this great case that there are plenty of good examples where peer groups where people have a job they lose their job and they decide to go to a life of crime Right. And, and, and that would be an example where you put yourself into an unsafe situation because the foundation wasn't there and you are deficient in life if you can't safeguard your assets and your actual mm-hmm. life. Right. And so that's another uh, deficiency need. So that's and level then, two. Yeah, uh, that's level two. So the third one is uh, self-belonging and, and, and love needs or, or belonging and love needs. Right. And the idea is. So what being in a relationship? So you be, do you belong to something that you can subscribe to? So this could be Ooh. just your parents. This could be a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife. Um, it could be children that, that you know you, you you're now you've identified a family unit. You have a family unit. You belong to that family. Could it be a right? society? Could it be like a you love CrossFit? It goes right that well people a great example i don't know about cross fucking fit or peloton get on the old bike and see how far you can run and then get off and have a virtual beer with them or whatever or is it like being in the army like you feel like you're part of something? A, a, a great example yeah. is religion Got right you. so so if you can give and i've thought about this a lot over the years um as i think as i kind of think about faith and and i think to myself you know it must be freeing to be able to give yourself over to a higher power, right? To say, I, I don't have to like worry about, I don't have to worry about feeling ill, getting a sickness, mm. uh, because I'm going to be okay because I'm living the best version of myself. So that self My granddad used to say that all the time. He was a Buddhist. Uh, he passed away yep. sadly, but I'm, when I was growing up, I was a staunch Christian and he would often say, I'm jealous of your religion because you have a God to rely on. Whereas in Buddhism, it was more of a teaching and a way of life. And it, it's that handing over. There is some, a release in that. But, it's, but and sometimes I miss it because I'm, I'm more of an atheist now. But having that um, belonging to something, and now I experience it with my family. I know what you mean. But that's level three. That's so level, belonging that's level to something. three. Yeah, and love, generally, when I say love needs, it, 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 there are ways to interpret this as uh, there's reciprocal love. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's already a dangerous term because it's so broad, right? But but what I think the way he intended it in the beginning is to say you have to belong to something, and mm-hmm. you have to exert you have to you have to exert and experience love in the process, and that's Got fantastic you. because what he's saying is the human soul requires love, mm-hmm. right? And it requires you to identify with something, and think about 
there's good and evil, right? Think about the evil subscription of that, right? People fall into gangs. They fall into groups of people that are driven by a common cause. That is a strong self-belonging. And But, but what, what is argued is that if there's not love, then it, it can't be pure, that you can't actually, you can't bring that back to yourself in order to mm. develop. You've now devoted the vessel of yourself to something greater. So the love is very important that's reciprocal inside belonging to something. So with that, so if you're not that, you're deficient still. <laughs> it's brutal, man. Anyone listening that's deficient, if you've just broken up with someone, it's okay. Go find someone else, right, to help you, help you out of it. Um, Jump on the app tonight to fulfill your deficiency needs. Tinder and, it, and other apps are available. But, you know, keep in mind a strong um, family, a, a strong peer group, like our relationship, right, is very, mm. very strong. Right, so friends can can be part of that belonging to something. Right, a you, you, you if that if that if that unit is really strong, it's you know it it can be transcending, which he ultimately mm. gets to. The the fourth one, and we're going to get into growth needs in his pyramid, is um as um self esteem or esteem needs. Okay, and and this is really very interesting. It's, so now you've got past your physiological needs, you've got past your safety needs, you now belong to something. It almost feels mechanical. Right, it's like mm. check, 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 yep. check. Oh, I've got everything I need. How's your How's your ego? How is that? Uh, is your mind prepared, ready to uh, to embrace growth? Are you strong enough to interpret yourself in order to look at things that now aren't physical? They're not tangible, right? They're all up here. So what is growth. Well so the mean? next the next four areas, this gateway from deficiency needs to growth needs become all about the mind than they are about tangible factors like i've got a roof over my head i eat bread got and you. water right i've got physical friends i've belonged to a family these are all things that you can physically represent so that's what i mean by it's not really mechanical but you get the point that it's you, yeah you're bringing it's tangible you can't yeah. touch it no yeah. it, you're, you're bringing you're homogenizing these factors that makes you more of a rounded individual and the fourth stage discusses this idea of uh, esteem need what will make you uh, feel like you can increase your self-esteem and mm-hmm. and this comes back to really an examination of does this makeup work so have you got the life that you want so and and, and you haven't got to worry about the future of that life but it's what soothes your ego what makes you feel happy right Do, have you got you know a balance in that ar- 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 arrangement right so are you likely to fall down because your esteem is low because it looks like you've got everything a great example because i always give an example per per stage because i think it helps if you go to work and this is what frederick hertzberg right another motivation model another management scholar uh, view he talks about two you know, two factor uh, motivation it's very simple if you go to work and you have um, a good salary you work with a team that looks okay, but you go in the bathrooms and they stink, right? And and let's just say someone's <laughs> pissing on the floor, right? Yeah. And you go to the kitchen and people are just arguing. And then there's people doing weed, but you, you know, you don't mind it, but you're not part of that. What I'm trying to say is the culture looks like it stinks a bit, but you're being mm-hmm. paid a good money. And don't mm-hmm. you hear these people to say, I don't like my job. I don't like the environment. I don't like what's going on. But, but you know, I, get, I have to do it because I need the money, right? Mm-hmm. So your esteem goes down. And ultimately in that situation, someone leaves the job, even if they're being paid a lot of money. But it's not just lit. It's just not linked to a job, right? So you're, gen- you're talking generally about your self-esteem. Yeah, I'm abstract. That's an abstraction layer. Like your ego. Correct. It's, your, it's centered around you, not your job. I'm just giving one example. If, your jo- if you fail on your job, and I'm trying to give you a reason where it looks on the surface, like, like for instance, if you, weren't, if you lost your job or didn't earn enough money, it would probably be a safety need that was lower in the pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. But it could, it could well be that it's not because you're being paid a lot of money. But if you then ultimately are not happy because of those, I've gave you some extreme factors like the culture or the environment is just crap, right? And this Mm -hmm. is an example that Hertzberg uses. Then your self-esteem's gone down and it could Mm -hmm. break your pyramid. You could tumble further. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. why people tumble right to the bottom. It's so tragic. So you've got to work on your self-esteem. Yeah, you you don't get to hang at the third, fourth or fifth level and stay there. It is possible to fall down. And that's what you're trying to prevent, okay? So it's a, it's a ladder. One wrong footing, yeah. you might drop a few rungs. You won't fall off it um, but because you can't really get to nothing. Zero, ground zero isn't the pyramid, right? So, mm-hmm. so you will get somewhere, but hopefully you're not falling too far. So anyway, so 
physiological needs, safety needs, uh, belonging and love needs, and um, esteem needs are the, what they call the first four layers mm-hmm. of this um, um, your motivation model. It's not that conceptually easy, in my opinion, to, but I'll, try, I'll just mention them. I and, think and, it is, mate. I'll give you the 30-second snack, bruv. Do you know what I mean? First one, physiological needs. You've got a roof over your head. You've got running water. You know, you've got food. Second one, safety needs. It's the mortgage paid. You're getting kicked out. Is your job secure? Third one, have you got reciprocal love? Some sort of family structure? Some sort of um, perhaps a girlfriend that or boyfriend that really loves you? Do you know what I mean? Uh, basically, a unit. Now, that's your kind of basic stuff. Then the next part of the pyramid is we're going into growth. Uh, things that push you forward. And um, that starts with self-esteem. And is your ego satisfied? Do you feel like you're doing something of importance? Is that how you'd frame it? The top part of the pyramid, I think, is the cool yeah. part, but it's a bit fluffier, in my opinion. The first level is cognitive needs. And cognitive okay. needs are all about saying, how do you feed your brain? So how do you develop? How do you develop more mental strength? Stuff like that, right? How, yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you make sure that you are, are dealing with your, your own contentment? An example would be... Um, Looking at your, looking at happiness or, the, or what they call the happiness syndrome, right? So, right. what is happiness, and are you experiencing it, and how frequently are you experiencing it? And in that example, uh, it starts to make you list everything you hate in life and everything you love, and and then you realise you can't have either. You've got to have both, and this okay. re- reminds me of the uh, dopamine issue, right? Of you've got to do hard and challenging things to bring yourself back to balance, right? Back to level. And so mental health comes back to how do you continue to feed your brain with mentally strong things? How do you tax your your brain and and make it healthy? How do you examine your life, right? So you got to be, all right, cool. So what? that's above self-esteem? Correct. That's the fifth level. And this is the first level. So this is is the growth needs. And this is about Mm -hmm. how do you mentally... Um, you know, make yourself stronger, right? In mm-hmm. terms of in terms of giving yourself a cognitive need, okay, or Got needs. Yeah. All right. So um, the, the the one two. So the sixth one is aesthetic needs. So, just, so this is one where everyone thinks they jump to, right? So if you're in like Mayfair or whatever, you know, the guys want you know the, the guys want to make a bit of money and improve themselves with everyone, and you know the the, the women want to find a uh, a great life and and. And some of them do it on their own. Some of them do it in this idea of a power couple, right? But they judge mm-hmm. everything. Both both men and women in this level look at materiality. And yep. they think it makes them happy. You know, a Ferrari or, or something mm-hmm. stupid, right? Uh, a Gucci bag, right? A nice house. Oh, dare I say I got a, a house in the south of France, right? I've got a, a beach house or whatever, right? And yeah. aesthetic needs are important. With you, um, you you like a little bit, but not much. You got a little, you got a watch on, you know. What do you, you mean? Delusions of grandeur. That's no, what you, I call it. No, well, well I think <laughs> I think that's the extreme of it, right? That's the extreme of it. But you, you definitely don't have that. You have nothing like that. But what I'm saying is there's a certain aesthetic thing that you would say for your job and who you are as a person and the authenticity of you is there's an aesthetic quality to what you bring to your life, right? Um, so you mean looking good, yeah? Not just looking, looking good, the, what you have in life, what you, oh. everything. So you, the perception so people of, spend a lot of time there. Yeah, like, like, like building your career up. spend a lot of time in that part of the pyramid. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. In, my, in, my, in, in my portfolio, I've got crypto. Oh, I'm such a dog, you know, it's all great. You know, I got Shiba, you know, whatever, Literally, right? Literally, my mate's telling me about how much money he's made in Shiba Inu right now. Don't know how to feel. I know you're going to tell me some crazy multiple, and we're all going to get upset. I really. I mean, you you talk about your multiples with. Uh, I do. You know, fifty million in two, in eighteen months. This guy's shitting on your multiple right now. Yeah, Shiba. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all we need is Elon to tweet another Shibu, and he's oh makes your multiple looking he like could, a- but he could boost. <laughs> but but there's no evidence. This is why um, not to digress. But Elon walked back to his walked back his comments that that this market is very risky. And that it can't, it, it can't on its own sustain itself. It goes, it's only a punt. That was his first thing. Second thing is yeah. everything that he's talked up has gone back down. Yeah, true. true These true. are facts. Third one is people have lost more money than they've gained in crypto. Everyone looks at the crypto billionaires and thinks, hey, that's me. Uh, no. Right? no. You know, <laughs> it's not. The majority of people are going to lose in the short term. However... Um, I have taken a position. I've taken more than one position. And, and But here's the thing. If I lost it, my life will move on. 
So the difference between our investments, like what we do in our life, is that we can, we don't want to make big bets that we lose. We want to have much more calculation around, you know, at least having a good downside protection model. What is the downside in crypto? Fuck all. <laughs> well, we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll do our chat because you've given me some amazing chat over the years about yeah. building your financial model. But yeah, yeah, so another we're pyramid. On aesthetic, <laughs> yeah, and oh, another fucking pyramid <laughs> on the on aesthetic needs. So, what's above aesthetic needs? And by the way, the reason the only thing I'd say the reason he thinks they're important is that there's aesthetic needs are about perception. And remember, you hear this word yeah. nine tenths of reality is perception. Right. Yeah. So aesthetic needs are not just how they make you feel. It's like, oh, I can do my job because I look like this. You can write music because you look like this because you've got a great watch and whatever. Or, or you just feel dope. Right. Think of this in any part of your life. That's why. So it's not just you bought it and feel good about shoppers theory. Right. Like shopaholic. Right. That's one thing. And that might give you an immediate kick. But it's the fact that you own something and it makes you feel like you've attained something. That's motivation. Right. That, oh, yeah. Remember, this is yeah. all motivation, right? Um, so the third one, uh, it, it, which is the seventh, is called self-actualization, sometimes called um, uh, self-realization. And what does that mean? So this one gets everyone. This is in some simplified uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. Is that this is at the top, right? But what it means is, is, is um, have you realized the potential of your talent, of Ooh. your life? Of Ooh, meeting people your struggle with that man you know you see the people going do you know what i've always loved baking i'm gonna be a baker <laughs> yeah that's a hard one like if, what happens if, if you've got loads of talent how do you well so you know the, the question is, is 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 it on your purpose is it on your purpose graph right so right. did you just stumble into something and fall in love and if you did that's great but normally, not everyone's so lucky no that but by the way that's just a needle in the haystack and by the way i'm not sure that that is sustainable because the average person lives their life in chapters has got to grow and will experience lots and lots of up and down right so mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's possible what's more likely is you pick something you devote yourself to it you work hard um and you at some point achieve something and as a result of that mentally inside yourself um, you attain something in life because you've worked hard for it and there's something great about that in your world it's music right you you're you know you dj you, you write music you produce music um you put out records um you if you if you have fun along the way you're also developing a family and all this works out and you're able to lift your yourself because your financial means you would argue that you've realized your talent Right. You've realized your talent. You've done something. And, and, it, and it, it can mean a lot of things. It's not just talent. Right. It's, mm. it's have you realized your beliefs? Have you got from one place to another? Have you changed uh, your whole structure of your life? Like, let's say I wanted, uh, I use a really bad example here, um, a refugee that wants to leave an area, of, they've got to leave their whole life behind. Mm-hmm. So they've got to build their whole structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be realizing their talent right that they've been able to fulfill their life by starting over again right that's self-actualization um it's kind of like uh, when we spoke about post-pandemic thriving yeah and actually having people that experience in some sort of hardship they they thrive even more afterwards because of the like using their talents to push themselves further than they might have done before because of that pressure you've you've got it so so that's self-actualization and by the way that is the manifestation of achievement of you of you saying i've i can look at something and i can measure it i can say i've done something i really mm. it's all kind of come together for me now right mm-hmm. and, and, and normally it stops there but there is another one called transcendence it's right Ooh. at the top right at right. the spear of it right and 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 transcendence is what's the best way uh, from to put it it's like the very highest, um, um, like most inclusive way of of of, of thinking about um, your your conscious behaviour or your conscious needs, uh, so human consciousness, and what this is trying to say is, uh, and I don't think he touches his readings, and I've read so much on this subject over the years, but it's almost spiritual, but he doesn't really he doesn't think of it in a spiritual path, like he doesn't define it that way. But it's can you live above your measurement? Like I achieved X, therefore my talents work, right? Oh, everything must have come together because my purpose in life, I'm living the dream, right? That would yep. be I'm I'm aware of it, but being able to say I am so conscious of what I've done that I can live above it. 
I, I can have an out-of-body experience of what? I achieved this. And so therefore, I know what the good and the bad of achieving that is. And it's so internal to me that I am, I believe I've transcended to a different area. And his view is not to get spiritual, not to get religious. But that sounds like understanding of self. Like if you understand wh- why he did all these things, then you get above so it. That's, exa- that's it. Can you transcend yeah. to something greater than what your story is telling you? Can you look inside yourself and say, oh my God, you know, I am conscious of everything I've achieved and therefore I'm, I'm happy to even walk away from that because I completely understand it or I'm able to pick at what was good and what was bad and I've got the greatest meaning of, 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 I've achieved the greatest meaning of what I've done. That's transcendence. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, there's a lot to digest there. I would say that the reason why I'm ex- experiencing a certain level of happiness now and I would say I'm the most rounded in my human experience right now is because I'm quite pleasantly dispersed on all sectors of that pyramid. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I'm very, I've ha- I'm healthy, got the corona, but I'm so far doing okay in it. I've got <laughs> I'm double vax people. I am a pro vaxxer, by the way. I've been having this fight, but you got the, um, the, you know, I've got my fit, my health needs. I'm safe. I've got uh, things are stable. I'm on my. I've got a family. I've got I'm experience. I would argue I'm experiencing a real love for the first time with my daughter. Like it's a it's a true love. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Very yeah, pure. Yeah. Then on the I've do and as you know, and you and I are both big advocates for self reflection. So we spend a lot of time in growth as well and thinking about where we are. And my career's at a certain place. It's stable. I'm not going for like Jeff Bezos level ambition right now. Like I'm enjoying living in the reciprocal love part. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. the um, you know, I've I've got some form of actualization. I've got self esteem now. I I feel happy, bro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, but how if I guess so when you're checking it for yourself. Do you know what I mean, how do you keep a check on where you're at? Yeah, so, yeah I knew you'd get there because that is the na- the natural question. And I'd yeah. say for anyone listening that when when I think of my life, and I'm older than you, right? So I've travelled a little more, and and in my in terms of my journey, and uh, and therefore I'm likely to have done a, a number of things that went well and have made more mistakes, right? Because you're living life longer, and inevitably nothing's perfect. But if I was to look at your life, I'd say that you you have. Uh, you, you think you struggle with balance, but your groundedness in your family unit and your ability to be this global star is rare, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they they pull at each other, right? And and so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call it breaking news here, right? So I'll tell you, right. it, it links not only to the, uh, the uh, idea that I just, the idea of someone who can have parts of everything and i use you as an example and me loosely as a, everyone's an example fits into this but also it, it fits into this idea that measurement is critical and mm. many people scholars over the years have taken this triangle and tried to say what is a good way to say well now you tell me great but now tell me now tell me how you can actually physically like how do we how do we build units of measurement and how do we build a methodology behind it? And you know, outside a pyramid, the other thing I love is a methodology. Love methodology. <laughs> I love a methodology. I mean, I'm obsessed with that as, as I am more pyramids. And, you know, I would honestly say if the three things I love in life, uh, uh, honestly, um, is, is, probably, is probably pyramids, methodology and sex. And, and, and Why don't you ask our guests joke, for methodologies way, but... more often? You say, what? so, you know, when we have guests on, what's your methodology for main like why didn't you ask Anna Lebke what's your methodology for maintaining your dopamine why don't you frame it like that well we took we so we do um we have talked on a few of them about uh, their approaches and methods because method is a word that scares people because they think they've got to put a label on it and formalize it oh, yeah, so true. I, so I never talk about that it's I talk useful, about though. I always say what's your approach because that's a softer way of saying how do you like and the other thing is that they rush through yeah. Because they're yeah. experts, they're well tested on what they think they have to say. 
So unless they, so, guess what? They're telling you up front. Look, look. We talk about this all the time. This issue. There's four things, and then you're all saying you're like, "What the fuck? I want to let me tell you. I want to learn what the approach is or a test you." So that's probably why it, it doesn't. But um, we can, you know, we can we can pick apart it more. But that's I think the reason. So let me just quickly say this to you about the units of measurement. So let me break this into the way I do it, right? And this to me is key. I see Maslow's hierarchy. After I got completely frustrated with really trying to say, what are all of the drivers in each layer? All of the drivers. So I'll give you an example. There are over 20, right, in um, cognitive needs, right, as an example. And there's less in esteem, like 10 or 11, if I remember rightly. But I was like, it, it got crazy. And then I'm thinking, if you, buy, if you break this down to such a binary level, you've, you can't microscopically you can't measure live your like life that, like that. So you, know, no, you I'm, can't. I'm going back to like, you, you always explore the width and the depth of what you can do, right? So I thought that ain't going to work. So I thought to myself, I love art. How do I think of art in this? And I, you know, as you know, I like to cross over functions. And I thought, I'll look at this as a canvas. And I'll okay. say to myself, at any one time, the reason it's difficult to say, you know, have I fulfilled 100% each level? And does that give me the reason to get to the next level? No. I believe it's the opposite. So I've told you a pyramid, but I believe I'm an art, a painter and I'm, 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 I'm painting at different levels, a slice of what I've got. So, so forget the, the specific units, but it may be that I paint 50 to 60 to 70% of the esteem needs, but I've got 100% uh, physiological needs as an example, right? Mm. And so what you can do is you can give yourself credit like a canvas, if you think of it as a painting, where you are painting your achievement at every level throughout your life, and you slowly will complete that pyramid. Fill it up. Yeah, you yeah. will fill it. But, but you, you won't necessarily do it 100% gateway, next level. Have I achieved 100% no. next level? But life ain't like that. It moves around. But, so well, it's, it's, you I can have just... some of each, right? You have a self-esteem. Of course yeah, you yeah. do, right? No, but you can... I think what's useful about the pyramid is some people can focus too much on one thing. And obviously you don't need this if you are feeling like you have got purpose. Perhaps you don't need to. But I think it's useful to be aware of it because it just kind of explains things for yourself. Do you know what I mean? I think if you are feeling like a bit like meh, just have a look. You might see why you're feeling meh. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think it tells you that there's eight levels of of different perspectives of, of which they are clearly, six of them are clear needs. And two of them, like realization or actualization, transcendence, are are stages that you may get to once you've got all these other in check. And the truth is, Tim's or Jacks or whoever I want to call you, beneath this, you could turn, you could take the pyramid out completely. You could sit there naked, and the reality is they all exist, right? If you strip it back, <laughs> they're all in your life. So it is a it's a strong method. It's a great way to look at your life and say, hell. I need to focus on my, my cognitive needs. I need to focus on my self-esteem. Mm. You know, I need to worry about my safety. You know, these are real areas where yeah. it's a great way to examine. If you don't have this in check, you're probably never going to get to that path of feeling content, feeling really, really aware, uh, adding the most back to your, your life and others. All these things will always dog you if you don't actually get the others you know, uh, in check. No, you're um, right because it weren't always like that for me like you know my I, I wouldn't say my family structure I felt growing up there was a, it wasn't it was a very turbulent and difficult environment we I didn't start out with money do you know what I mean it was right, right. We were, when we was young my mum was uh, uh, borrowing curtains from the local council for us to get into a place do you know what I mean it was right. you know you kind of figure it out and you know I could tell a lot of stories about this kind of stuff and I think if you approach it methodically and just fill in each area bit by bit, be patient with yourself. You kind of get to that point where you just like, yeah, I've I've gone through each part of the pyramid, so there's a reason why I feel good. And then if I don't, it's because some part of it's missing, and that's all right. You can kind of be by being aware of the pyramid, you can work on that bit. And 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 it isn't if you're willing to commit a little bit of your time. Like a lot of things in life about you know development in general, um, it re- it requires you to feel good about your life. So I'll give you an mm. example. Uh, in your physiological needs is your sleep pattern, Ooh. and how many people foul on sleep? Right, where well, they, it's the first to go in it. Yeah, you, if you're if you're burning the candle at both ends, or you, you're being dangerous to yourself. Well, guess what? 
you're probably not having the awareness to develop your cognitive needs further because you're not as productive. You're living a substandard life. And so, you know, everyone can evaluate this. It's not a difficult pyramid. I brought one up a little while ago. It's not as detailed. And I look at it and think to myself, anyone can interpret this. you just got to want to. You've got yeah. to want to. And it, what it is, is it's a great guiding light to frame your life. Like if you're looking for help, you can find it in, 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 in thoughts like this. Mm. Um, so we spent a lot of this podcast talking just about um, you know, the motivation and, and, and theory. Uh, uh, you know, how can you improve your life through, through Health through check Maslow. on the purpose of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I wonder, you know, this is part of a series, I think, where, where, we, where it's really about the purpose of life and, or, or how do you improve your life. And this, to me, straddles that this is a, a toolkit for the health, you know, health check on your purpose of, for life. That's great. It also uh, serves as a, a, a motivational uh, development approach uh, to life, like how you can mm. keep your motivation in check. And it also helps as a tool to kind of figure out how do you really go for growth and, and, and purpose long term. So it's not just trying to maintain a purpose. It's giving you tools to actually get beyond it. And so next time we do a show, yeah. we should talk about, you know, the, in this series, we should talk about uh, the, the, the wider purpose for life because there's, there's more tools uh, we, could, we could offer um, that I think are really, really useful. I'll give you, I'll give you uh, a couple of, of quick examples uh, that are important that we well, can't get into today, but uh, you have to think, you have to be aware of, uh, yourself this is the awareness bit done right if you conquer maslow you're aware right you're aware of like where you're at and what you're doing and but you, you, setting goals is important mm. right goals yeah. are, are terribly important and understanding how to measure a goal and being honest to yourself um understanding uh maybe it's in the fulfillment and belonging but giving back to people helping people um helping others is an incredible way to feel to, to to possess fulfillment and people believe it goes back to the human soul and that's a uh, there is something about being human that says if we can help people we get this enormous amount of purpose i i've been i'm taught i like that because um it was something that came up the other day with I, I, we i must have really loved that anna lebke conversation where we talk about dopamine but where she <laughs> talks about living and doing what you do for someone else just removes that narcissism and it just makes it way more fulfilling. You saw it with Guy Kawasaki. It's like, what What can I do to serve the customer? What can I, you know, it, that theme just lingers around. Yeah. And there's something in it, man. There, well, there, there's a congruence in all of this. But, but next conversation, we'll talk about, you know, how do you encourage creativity? How do you get, you know, to use Ray Dalio's, right? How do you become brutally transparent, which is, mm. which is freedom of speech? But right. how do you allow, right? This is why we're having a conversation about gender, right? How do you allow people to express themselves? Because now we're, we've not got other tools that are getting in the way that suppress us in any way to find mm. out who we really are as, as, as people, right? And the other thing is, that, you know, what is the purpose and how do you prioritize friends and family? How do they uh, give you the encouragement to do other things? I mentioned helping other, but execution, focusing on one thing at a time. Oh, All yeah, of these one. things are part of this toolkit to help you improve your purpose for life. I think at some point we should really, you know, dig into this. What do you think? Let's tuck in. No, I'm keen, man. But in the meantime, guys, if you want to check back any of the resources that we've discussed on the show today, just head over to jacksandmartinshow.com and it will be all there, plus some more bits. Um, we love doing the show. So thanks for listening and uh, leave us any comments that you've got on the website. Big love. <laughs>